Welcome back to the Multi-Channel Reseller Podcast. This is Joshua Esters, and this episode is going to be a crypto episode. Had a lot of um, people people interested in the uh, last crypto episode that I did, and uh, I believe that was episode 60. So um, we'll run with it and see and see how it goes, see where it goes. We just uh, talk a little bit about some crypto every uh, every so often <clears throat> um, because uh, I have some money in crypto, you know, and, um, you know, it's part of what I do. So I talk about it. So that's the only, only reason why um, I bring it up because my channel or my uh, my podcast, at least as of now, is, um, you know, quite quite a bit of anecdotal and that's part of my anecdote. I might combine this episode with the uh with the uh with the update on the private label which is another um series that I started um um let's see I don't know what episode that was the first private label update but anyways if you just uh, if you if you have it, if you're new and you haven't um <clears throat> heard about that um you know, the, the podcast title is private label update. And I think I did maybe last month, uh, maybe in the month of March, maybe. Um, so you can go find that there if you're interested in that. So I might combine this crypto episode, basically a crypto update episode with the private label update episode. I mean, if not, I'll just, you know, end it with crypto, end it with crypto and then start a new episode with, um, private label either way you know we'll see how it goes but if you are new to the podcast thank you for uh joining and listening and if you are a uh, listener already thank you for coming back so if you're following crypto you know um today uh, well yesterday rather um what is today today is the 12th so the 11th I mean, the 11th, the 10th, I mean, crypto has been going down and down and down actually for quite a few months now. But there's really been blood in the streets um, these recent couple of days. And I I think there's going to be even more blood on the streets, um, meaning uh, just prices going, you know, prices plummeting. Uh, more so Bitcoin. I mean, all of it, all of it, all of the coins for the most part. <clears throat> um but I follow, um, I track the crypto market based on what Bitcoin is doing. Obviously, it's the biggest coin or the biggest uh, crypto asset or cryptocurrency. Um, and it dictates, you know, it dictates what, what the other coins are going to do um, for the most part. Um, Ethereum being the second largest cryptocurrency, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they kind of move in the same direction. Uh, at the same time, for the most part, um, <clears throat> for the most part, you know, but um, but the sentiment of the market is going to be always tied to Bitcoin. Um, you know, you don't want to say always, but it, it's, it can change later on, but it's very unlikely to change because it is the largest. It's the one everybody follows. It's the one everybody looks to, looks up to and looks for in terms of the crypto market <clears throat> um you know since the last episode hold on let me let me let me get my let me let me get the cherry coke 
Coke Zero. I, I, you know, <clears throat> I had to crack this one open before I started the podcast because sometimes, like most of the time, when I when I start drinking this stuff while I'm doing the podcast, I can't really enjoy it. So I had to take a few sips before I started. So you know, I'm gonna be sipping through the podcast, but uh, I need to take a sip right now. Mm. Like to enjoy it, anyways. Anyways, um, so the last time I did this, you know, the crypto episode, or the first time rather, um, I had uh, I had talked about how I put about seventy five hundred in the crypto market, and I think I put uh, I put thirty eight hundred into the NFT market. Now there's there's you know crypto in general, all of it, NFTs, everything is just down. Down, 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 down. And um, I'm learning some lessons from um, my experiences. And um, yeah, just, you know, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm a lot better now than I was last year. Last year, I was uh, so green to um, investing, to trading, to crypto to nfts to all of that and uh i got wrecked you know last year i lost i realized a loss of ten thousand dollars but i actually lost a couple hundred grand but my realized loss was um 10 grand so um so i jumped back into the market um and I think back in January, I think of this year, and I was putting some money in, putting some money in, up until the point I recorded that podcast, um, episode sixty, I had put in about seventy five hundred dollars total, and since then, I had put in probably I didn't really count all the way, but um, uh, I just got just got an alert that Ethereum is up to 1885 it was down you know i think i think it got as low as 1700 but anyways so um i didn't really you know keep track of it yet um i have to go back in and look at it but i put i probably put in another another maybe six thousand since that last episode um into the crypto market and i put in uh, about maybe another maybe seven thousand into NFTs since that time too. So yeah, I probably put in there like another total about another maybe I don't know ten to twelve gram. But just just speaking of my crypto portfolio, it's probably about twelve or thir- about thirteen thousand probably. And I mean right now it's not looking so pretty, right? The value of my portfolio is down to probably about eight thousand. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick uh, excuse me yeah so it's not looking so good right so yeah 7600 you know um so yeah you know <clears throat> i am of course that you know doesn't make me feel that great but i'm not you know i am a lot i'm, I'm up i'm more poised i guess i could say compared to where I was before. See, before I, you know, um, last year when I, when I first got to the market, you know, I was, I was, uh, I probably would have been, you know, 
in panic mode. You know what I mean? Um, not full on panic mode. I'm just uh, I'm exaggerating. But you know, it it um, when the market crashed last year. Okay, I was I was I was in in panic mode. I was more exhausted. You know, because I got kind of um, caught up into, you know, checking the markets all the time and, and every day and every second. Right. And and not knowing if uh, my investment would go back up and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I had a far, far less amount of money um, in the crypto market. I had most of my money in NFTs. So that's where I lost the hundreds of thousands. And I and I made um and, and and my realized loss was ten thousand in NFTs. Okay, so as far as crypto, I probably lost maybe about I don't know um, five six hundred dollars. You know, I just did my taxes. So I I, I, don't even, I still don't even remember the exact numbers, but it wasn't a lot. I probably had my like total. I put maybe like four grand into the market, and I took out like you know I don't know thirty five hundred or three thousand or something like that. So it wasn't really that bad. You know, my my uh, my biggest lesson was in the NFTs, but the NFTs in the crypto market, they go hand in hand. They're very related to each other. But anyways, um, so I was just very exhausted, you know, um, the in, in the last, you know, crash, I guess you could say. Uh, I think it was maybe, um, you know, probably around this time last year, you know, um, I was quite a bit exhausted. I'm just like. I just need to sell everything because it, it was taking over my, my the mental space in my head, right? So that was the first lesson I learned was, you know, you know, it, it's it's uh, investing and trading. I'm, I'm going to use investing and trading interchangeably because uh, investing to me is trading. You know, it doesn't matter um, whether you're short term or long term, it's still trading. And the reason why I say that is because you put money in and there's a certain time you take the money out and um, that doesn't change at any time interval. You know, whether you're a day trader, you put money in, in a day, you take money out before the end of the day. If you're a, uh, you know, or if you're a scalper, right? So you're taking money out within a couple of seconds or you're, you're putting money in and then a minute or less, you're taking money out or so, right? Or if you're a long-term, if you're a swing trader, right? You're putting money in, and then maybe in a couple of months or a couple of weeks, you're taking the money out. And it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're you know you're 401k, right? You're putting money in, and then you know when you retire, you're taking money out. You're still trading, right? You're still trading. It's still trading. Um. um yeah, so it's still trading. So I'm going to use investing and trading interchangeably. So um, yeah, the first lesson I learned in, in trading. Um, or one of the first lessons I learned was it's it's all emotional. It's 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 all emotional. At least ninety plus percent of investing is emotional. And what I started to realize about crypto, um, now you know, prior to all this, I wasn't you know I wasn't into I was never into the stock market. Um, I was from the school of rich dad, right? So it's all real estate, you know. And, you know, the stock market was uh, was not something, you know, that, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki or, you know, Rich Dad endorsed. And that's not entirely true because on, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad channel, 
he has like some people talking about stock investing, you know. But before that, see, I was I was a uh, um, a part of the tribe before he was on the internet um, in that way in terms of YouTube. Uh, so um, so yeah, you know, he talked he talked about not you know not dealing with stocks, okay. Um, and he claims he still doesn't, but, um, but anyways, so, you know, I kind of, uh, and, and I, and I, and I, I, I didn't either, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah. So anyways, so, um, the reason why I, um, start, I started to like crypto, um, after I learned this lesson, because in crypto, uh, which you still do learn about the stock market in crypto, but the great thing about crypto is you you learn very quickly, you know, you learn how the, cause the stock market is actually, it moves a lot slower. The stock market, maybe the Forex market, it, it, it moves a little bit slower. You know, it just moves a little bit slower than crypto. I mean, crypto trades every 20, uh, you know, 24 seven, you know, Forex doesn't trade 24 seven. The stock market does not trade 24 seven, but what people um, who don't know uh, about crypto, the crypto market is it? It doesn't necessarily trade twenty four seven. You can trade twenty four seven, but it's not advised to trade twenty four seven. So it's it's now it's a it's a completely manipulated market, just like the stock market, um, in any other market. So it's completely manipulated. You know, the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency IPO was last year. You know, um, and I, I can get into that a little later on, but you're gonna go through. See, with crypto, the volatility is so up and down constantly, right? It's so much faster than any other market, you know. So you you learn a bit fast. You learn a lot faster. You go through those emotions, um, you know. You go through those emotions, you know, in in a, in a faster cycle. So I took that as an opportunity to learn faster. Okay, so I came in the door with crypto. You know, I didn't come in the door with the stock market. I just came in the door with crypto, right? So, you know, I'm learning, oh, this, you know, these ups and downs, you know, um, no, obviously the people who've been in crypto before then they already knew that. Right. But me coming in, it's like, oh, I see what this is now. I see what this is now after my, after experiencing my first crash. So, which is, which is very important. See, when you experience a crash, it's very important. I mean, it's very important that you experience a crash. If you haven't experienced a crash yet, it's hard to really learn. Right. So if everything's going, if you if you come in, if you come in like right before it takes off, you know, and it's all access luck. If you if you came in right before it takes off. Right. If you come in, put some money in and then it like shoots up to, you know, you know, sixty nine thousand. Right. And it stays at sixty nine thousand, you know, for a couple of months or so. You know, you're not learning anything. You're not learning anything. You know, all you know. And here, here's the biggest mistake that 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 you would make. And I made this mistake. Because when I first came into crypto, that's how I came in, right? So I, I I came in at the IPO of crypto, which was last year, you know, uh, where uh, the beginning of last year, where you know, you know, everybody's talking about it a little bit, in January or so. So I put a couple of dollars in, then it shoots up to sixty four thousand, right? So and I I only had like a couple hundred dollars, right? So what I should have done was, what I didn't realize is, um. I should have sold my Bitcoin at that time, you know, with all the euphoria, right? 
But me, I'm, you know, listening to all the euphoria, all the people talking about how crypto is going to go to 500,000, uh, Bitcoin is going to go to 500,000, and just all this content, right, of everybody talking so positively. And that's, that's actually, it's a gift and a curse of crypto, you know, because if you start talking bad about crypto, you know, you get attacked. And people are always, you know, people are always attacking you. Like, oh, why are you, you know, why are you trying to put fear in the market? Like, like your, like your influence is large enough to put fear in the whole entire crypto market where it's going to go down. Um, it's a gift and a curse. Okay. So the curse is, is that, right? Is you, if you're green, like I was, and you you get into this game when when things are going well, right? When when Bitcoin is going up and it's hitting all these new heights and all this kind of stuff, right? And everybody's talking about how great Bitcoin is and how it's going to go to a million dollars. You don't really, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily believe it per se, but I was listening. I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is interesting, you know, all right, cool. But my eye was off the 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 ball. In terms of, no, it's time to sell. The euphoria means it's time to sell, right? I mean, I bought, I mean, even, I mean, I wasn't making a whole bunch of money. I had a couple of hundred dollars. And, you know, actually, I don't remember how much I had exactly at the time when the euphoria was going on. I think I had, see, I, I had, uh, I remember I put like maybe a, maybe two, three hundred dollars in at 34000 uh, in January 2021. And then I had put some, and then the other money, yeah, the other money that I was, I was, and I just, I was, you know, I put that in just to hold it, you know, just to, you know, hold Bitcoin. Um, and, and I bought some Ethereum too, and uh, maybe a couple hundred dollars in Ethereum. Uh, it was like maybe 1700 or $1,900 at the time. Um, and then the other uh, couple grand that I put into crypto was to trade, like day trading, you know. Um, so I was day trading. Okay. Um, uh, but as far as my whole, my whole portfolio, it was only a couple hundred dollars. But anyways, um, so, so yeah, so, so the, 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 that's the curse. So the curse is, is everybody wanting to talk positively, you know, and the gift is, it's on record. It's easy to spot out the euphoria. That's the gift. It's easy, it's easy to spot it out. It's easy to see people in euphoria with Bitcoin or crypto because they're all online. They're all on Twitter, you know. Uh, it's easier to track. So you're not going to... It's very difficult to not know you're in a... Um, you're in the market cycle of, you know, of the top because there's a, yeah, a lot of euphoria. Okay. So that's the gift. The other part of the curse is where the opportunity, the opportunity, opportunity for the market manipulators. Okay. Now I said the IPO of Bitcoin was last year, 2021, January. Here's why I believe that. Okay. Bitcoin shoots up. Now it shot up before, but this time it shoots up and it's at a level 
where, because, you know, you know, obviously, you know, Bitcoin was this kind of underground thing. It went mainstream. It went mainstream when I got in. Okay. So it went mainstream. So when it went mainstream, that was the IPO. Okay. That was the IPO where everybody got involved. Now, this was a strategic move of market manipulators. Now, this is now stock market, Forex, crypto. It's all crypto now is, is, a, is, a, is a manipulated market. It probably was always that way, but not not in the way that it's been happening. So the IPO was its introduction to manipulation territory. Now, you may not know about this stuff, and um, and I, I'm, I'm you know I'm not here to go super deep uh, on this, you know, to get too technical, you know. But I'll, I'll try to elaborate on my points without getting too technical, and I'll try to you know. Uh, define what I'm talking about as I'm talking about it. So I believe there are something called market makers. Okay. So there's a concept called market makers in uh, trading or investing. And market makers are the, um, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word people, okay? So uh, I don't want to use the word institution because that's not what it is. But I'm just gonna say people just to you know make my point easier to understand. So um, they're not necessarily people. They're they're uh, 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 organizations. Hmm. I'm gonna use the word people, okay? But, but it's not individuals, okay? That's not what I'm actually saying, but just for the purpose of conversation, okay? Market makers are people who uh, who reside in different parts of the country, right? So you have, uh, so if you if you ever known about um, when the market opens, right? When people talk about when the market opens, like New York is, is the market, right? So New York opens, you know, and, and there's a New York marketplace, Right. So where the, you know, where uh, uh, buy uh, buys and sells where orders are being sent to and being sent from. Right. Where, where orders are being sent to to maybe purchase, like, for example, purchase Bitcoin. Right. So if there's a order to purchase Bitcoin, like from you, for example, you you're you're on Coinbase or you're on Binance and you place an order to purchase Bitcoin. Now that order is executed on Coinbase, but where they have to place the order is with the ex with the with the the exchange, Coinbase or Binance or whatever. The exchange has to place the order to the market maker, okay? And and that could be New York, right? So if we're you're, you're in the United States, that's the New York exchange or the New York marketplace. Excuse me, not exchange. Okay, that's one. London is another market maker. Okay. These are market makers, New York, London, Asia. Okay, we got sing, uh, you got uh, you got um, Singapore and uh, and there's some other Asian markets. Okay, so whatever the, the I think there's seven total. I think of the largest markets. Okay, 
and they open at different times. London is another one. I think I said London already, but if I didn't, London's another one. So London is a, is a market. So these are the market makers, okay? This is where all the money resides, the actual money, okay? Um, but let's not get too deep into that, all right? So there's market makers. So these guys, that's why, that's why, uh, that's why I said that, you know, trading on Bitcoin, yes, you could trade 24-7, unlike the stock market, unlike Forex, but it's still best to trade during the markets when they're open, okay? Because that's when the market makers are making their moves. That's when there's going to be the most, uh, you know, vol volatil volatility or the most action happening. So if you're, you know, if you're a day trader, that is, right? So if you're trading like on the weekends or something like that, I mean, the movements maybe maybe not much movement at all, or they just maybe maybe inconsistent with how the the the, the pricing of a buying and selling maybe pricing. Just say this pricing maybe you know maybe stagnant. You know, so you might not see a lot of action if you're. This is assuming you're day trading, day trading, right? Um price may be stagnant or just may have irregular movements but if you're trading maybe during the 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 times that these markets open you know during those time zones that those markets open um you're going to you're going to have more action okay but that's assuming you're day trading but you know um anyways but the point is these markets these are the market makers they send price up they send price down they they buy, you know, specifically talking about crypto. They buy crypto and they sell crypto, okay? So they buy at the lowest price possible and they sell at the highest price possible. Now, here's the name of the game. It's, it's a game, okay? Investing is a game. No matter if you're short-term, long-term, whatever, okay? It's a game. It's an, and it's a legal uh, scheme, to take your money, okay, and um, and that's exactly what it's for. So you have market makers, right? So right now, Bitcoin, you know, is hovering around twenty-seven thousand. So twenty-seven thousand. I mean, it's it's that's the lowest it's it's been in a very long time before last year. Even with the last crash, it didn't even get that low. Um, so so uh, it's very likely to go lower. You know, because it's being is lower than it was in the last crash, but but my but my point is this: it's only going to go back up when there's enough people believing it's going to go down. Okay, so that's why I said it's a curse. You know, uh, uh, you know the crypto market. You know, because if because you can see the euphoria, you can track it with algorithms. What people are talking about on Twitter, what people are talking about on uh, Facebook, what people are talking about on social media, you can track it. You can have algorithms tracking what is the sentiment, right? So the market maker is going to move price low, and they're also the market maker is also going to buy at those low prices. Okay, they're going to be buying on the way down. Okay, they buy, 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 buy. Okay. So once there's enough people in fear that it's going to keep going down and there's not really much 
um, uh, uh, they basically knocked all the euphoria out of people, exhausted people. Because that, that's why I said I was exhausted last year. Because that's the whole point of the market maker when they're bringing price down and they're playing with up and down and doing all this stuff. They're trying to shake people out, all right? So you might get shaken. You're going to get shaken out if you start selling and all this kind of stuff, right? So that's their goal. The game is to take money from the retail trader, bring price all the way down. You know, you bought at, you bought Bitcoin at 50,000, 69,000, 40,000, bring price down and make you sell it, right? Make you sell it at 40,000, make you sell it at 30,000. Market maker buys it at 30,000 from you. Okay. And then everybody else who's selling, market makers buying all the way down. And then once they exhaust all the people that they want to exhaust, okay, and there's nobody else. Now, now I would say nobody, but the whatever the criteria is for um for whatever the criteria for um deciding that there's enough people going short, right? So they're going they're, they're shorting Bitcoin. So there's enough people who believe or are betting that Bitcoin is going to go down. That's when they're going to start selling price up. Okay. And right now there is not enough people who believe. Um, there's not enough people that believe Bitcoin is going to keep going down. There's not enough. There's a lot of people who think it's going to bounce back up and they're trying to shake all those people out because if you are holding on or if, you, if, if you're buying Right. So say, there's two, two, two things. So if you're buying Bitcoin right now. Right. If you're buying Bitcoin right now, that means Mark, that that's Bitcoin. The market maker is not buying. OK, now let's say because you're, you're buying it because you think it's going to go back up. You think it's going to be a good investment. So that's why you're buying. So if you think there's going to be it's going to go back up, that means they're not done. So the price down. Because you still have a euphoric mindset. You and the million of the other people who are buying at Bitcoin right now. See, the market maker needs to be buying, right? So whatever, whatever, whatever you're buying, you're taking away from the market maker. So once the volume starts slowing down, right? So a lot of people are like, you know what? I'm going to wait until it goes lower because I believe it's going to be low, go lower. So you notice that difference right there? That difference in behavior? So if I think it's going to go up, I'm going to buy. If I think it's going to go down, I am not going to buy. If I'm not buying and price is going down, market makers buying. Now, they want to realize a profit. Okay. Market makers want to realize a profit. All right. So once there's enough people who believe Bitcoin is going to keep going down, that means they're not going to be buying. And that allows the market maker to buy. Because they have obligations, they they are obligated, obligated to uh, fulfill orders, right? So if you place an order through the exchange, the exchange places it, you know, places your order on your behalf with the market maker. They are obliged to take that order, so they have to take it. So if if there's no orders coming in to buy, that means there's more Bitcoin for the market makers to buy, and you know. Once they once they have whatever their criteria is on enough, 
that's when it goes to start sending price back up. And right now, there's not enough people who believe Bitcoin is going to is going to keep going down. So they're buying. They're taking money away from the market maker. They're buying. Okay? Because they believe it's going to bounce right back up. Okay? So here's the thing. So if if price let's let's let's, let's let's maybe you know continue the scenario to maybe hopefully uh help you understand a little a little bit better too so here's what the here's a scenario the market makers are trying to avoid here's why they have to keep bringing price down if people are buying bitcoin right now okay so let's say you believe price is still going to go up you buy bitcoin now let's say price does go up okay so if price is going up and then let's say you're you're ready to realize your profit. Say it, go, it, goes, it goes from twenty seven thousand to uh, thirty thirty thousand. Let's just say small numbers, right? Now you're gonna make a profit, you know, of whatever, you know, you're gonna make a profit. Now they so market makers buying too, they're buying too, but you're buying as well. But they have to fulfill your orders, so there's less Bitcoin for them to buy because you're also buying with them, okay? So, when you're when when Bitcoin hits thirty thousand, and you're ready to sell. Okay, so you're ready to sell. So who do you think you're selling to? You're selling to the market maker. Okay, you're 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 selling to the market maker. Now you also have other people on the sales. Uh, 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 you also have people willing to buy at thirty thousand. Okay, you have people willing to buy at thirty thousand, but there isn't enough people to buy at thirty thousand without the market maker. The market maker has to be uh, there to support the number of people who are actually selling. Okay, so if you're if you're selling at to, at thirty thousand, the market maker has to buy at thirty thousand. So if you're buying at thirty thousand, if the market maker is buying at thirty thousand, they have to keep sending price up for them to make a profit. They want to avoid that. They want to avoid buying from you, so you can realize your profit. They want to avoid that. They want to avoid having to buy from you to realize your profit. And then in order to get their profit, they have to raise price up. They don't want to do that. Okay. They don't want to do that because they want to be able to buy it at the lowest price possible. They want it, they want the price to go as low as it possibly can. So that's why that's why I said if there's not enough people, if if there's not enough people who believe it's going to go down, that means there's people who believe it's going to go up. So that means that people are buying right now. Right. People are buying at these levels. OK. And they don't want price. They don't want they don't want price to go up because it will if there's not enough people who believe that it's going to go down. Or if there's not enough people who if there's not enough people who believe that it's going to. Um, uh, uh, go go up. OK, so there's a lot of people who believe it's still going to go up. And if they allow price to go up, they 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 don't want that. Okay, 
So that's why there has to be enough people believing that price will go down. So that way you're not buying and it allows them to buy. And then they will reverse the, the trend and make price go up. So that means they can sell. They can sell to the retail trader. The retail trader is people like you and me. Those are retail traders, regular people, everyday people. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, there, there's actually a piece that I that I sort of left out because I, cause I, I think it may, it may get because it get, it could get confusing, and I and, and I didn't want to confuse the scenario, which probably I messed up the scenario a little bit, but um, but I try to keep it out because I knew it was going to get confusing, but um, it may be confusing to some people. But anyways, um, in terms of like you know shorts and longs, right? So, but the but the whole idea is. There's not enough people believing it's going to continue going down. It has to get to a point where there's enough, whatever the criteria is, where enough people believe it's going to continue going down. And that's going to keep them from buying Bitcoin at the current levels and will allow the market maker to buy it instead. Because think about it. If you thought Bitcoin is going to go to 10,000 and right now it's 27,000, you're not going to buy at 27,000. You're going to wait. But that allows the market maker to buy. And then once it gets to about 20,000, and then it's like, okay, we have enough Bitcoin now because nobody else was buying because they thought it was going to go to 10,000. Now it starts sending price up. And guess what happens when price starts going up? More of the retail traders start buying in to try to try to catch a wave. You know? But anyways, um, so that that's pretty much what that is there. If this this is um this is a, a interesting time in the crypto market and um I'll just be cautious you know be cautious um be cautious because you never know what can happen. You never know what can happen because here's here's what's here's what's a possibility. Here's a, here's a, here's a big possibility. A possibility that um, well, first of all, my prediction. Um, eh, I wouldn't say my prediction. I would say expectation, not a prediction. My expectation, Bitcoin is going to hit about twenty thousand. Um, but I'm still buying some some crypto on the way down. I'm still buying just a little bit though. I'm not buying a whole bunch, but I'm buying a little bit because I have because most of my money is you know when Bitcoin's at about what was it um, about forty thousand. That's when I was buying most of everything that I was buying. So I have I have uh, Bitcoin. I have Ethereum. I have I Ethereum Bitcoin is is small in my portfolio. I have ADA. I have Abe. I have uh, uh, ICP. I have uh, a little bit of Polygon, a little bit of Tezos, and that I'm for me that I'm good. I'm good on that. Now here's the possibility. Possibly here's a here's a huge possibility. A huge possibility is it goes down to twenty thousand and it stays there for about a year or two. That's a big possibility. I could be one hundred percent wrong, but if you're putting money into these markets. And you need the money, don't put anything in. That's where I got, that's where I got, you know, um, that's where I got hit really hard, you know. That was one of the lessons I learned really quickly. 
or very slowly <laughs> uh, last time, last year, was like I was playing with money that I actually needed. And that's why I had to sell. So um, you got to be able to withstand these these drawdowns. You have to be able to do that. If you can't do that, then it, it, it it's not fun. And this is supposed to be fun. This is actually fun. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by these markets, stock market, crypto market, all that stuff. I'm, I'm very fascinated by it, by it. And, um, and I'm learning more, learning more and I'm, di I'm diving in and I'm, I'm, I am learning to understand, um, my philosophy, my strategy, what makes me comfortable, you know, what I believe in, what I want to invest in, how I want to invest, you know, um, it's uh it's very fascinating. It's very interesting. But I am going to leave this episode right here. I am not going to add the um private label update to this episode. I probably won't do that. Maybe I'll probably do that on the next episode. Um I have some work to do, a lot of work to do, and I can't do that right now. I can't can't um record that right now. So thank you for so much, uh guys, for listening. Um uh, dang, I hope I wasn't confusing. Um, but if I was, you know, please let me know, you know, uh, right now my line of communication that is open is my email or one of my emails, multi-channel-podcast at gmail.com. That's a multi-channel-podcast <clears throat> at gmail.com. Um, Please contact me if you have any questions, comments, podcast topics, um, you know, uh, anything related to anything related to what we talk about here. You know, feel free to reach out to me. And that's uh, again, that's multi-channel podcast spelled regular. Everything spelled regularly. Multi-channel podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. I'm done talking.